Welcome to the Seed of Peace podcast with Katie Johnson. My mission here is peace on earth. This episode is a direct, unedited transmission guided with the intention to return you to a deeply embodied sense of peace and purpose. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Seed of Peace podcast. I hope you're all doing well today. Um... I can't not say it. Thank you so much for being here with me again today. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate it. So it would feel weird for me to start an episode without first thanking you. And today I wanted to discuss, well, it's like a pretty powerful title, hey, like our biggest obstacle to awakening. (laughs) Um, I will start off by saying, I don't so much resonate with the word obstacle, at least in in my life experience. Um, Don't get me wrong, I really used to. Um, But these days I think of obstacle more as initiation, okay? Because previously I used to think that life was just sort of one challenge after another and that I had to pass all of these tests and then, and and like honestly, it was just... um, quite an exhausting way to live, right? Feeling that life was constantly testing you. Um, But when I started to realize that these were initiations offering me pathways deeper into myself, um, yeah, life really started to transform. But for the purpose of this episode and for the purpose of this particular discourse, I will use the word obstacle when I'm discussing what I consider to be our biggest obstacle to awakening, or one of them. In fact, it's a little bit multi-layered. The first one is something that I will perhaps do an entirely different episode on, is this idea, and it might be a radical idea, (laughs) but it's it's an idea that I have nonetheless, that enlightenment is for everyone. For some reason, and honestly, myself included, I used to be like, oh, who am I to call myself enlightened? There's no way. I, I will never be enlightened. Right? And again, I still struggle. I, I am not saying I am enlightened. But like, the fact that I used to say, like, I will never be enlightened, right? because that is such a that's such a pedestal, it's been put on such a pedestal, as, as it should be, right? Because it's something that should absolutely be approached with a tremendous amount of respect. In fact, you perhaps can't attain enlightenment without a tremendous amount of respect for it. However, this sort of general consensus of, oh, I could never call myself enlightened. Who am I to think I'm enlightened? First of all, that's very ego-based. Second of all, how are we ever going to become enlightened as a species if we're all saying, oh, no, no, I'll never be enlightened, right? So there's this radical idea that I have that enlightenment truly is for everyone and there is a sense of urgency attached to it, especially now. We need people to awaken. We need people to reach an enlightened state because the truth is, Enlightenment is not the end goal. Enlightenment is the start 
of your conscious human experience. And the moment you step into enlightenment, you step into service of bringing others to enlightenment too. Now, enlightenment is not some exclusive VIP club that only the rich and famous and the whatever, whatever get into, right? This is available for everyone. And it is essentially a way of being where you have your eyes opened to the miracle of life to the wonder of this human experience and of this earth and this planet that we call home. So the first obstacle, the first layer of this obstacle to awakening is that we actually don't even believe that awakening is possible for us. But I would like to think that the people who are listening to this podcast are certainly not asleep. And the thing is, Is it even wrong to be asleep? Because that's part of the journey of waking up, right? In order to wake up, you have to first be asleep. Well, what's wrong with sleeping? Everyone loves sleeping. It's important. It's crucial, in fact. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the first core tenant to achieve self-actualization is to have your basic physiological needs met, that being adequate food and adequate rest. So it's important that we have been asleep. It's also important that we choose to wake up. Now diving into this next deeper layer, which I suppose is is kind of connected to this, uh, this previous one that I've discussed, What I feel is a big obstacle to our awakening is our own personal knowing. Essentially the beliefs that we hold, right? Particularly the ones that we hold very close to us. So one belief is, I will never awaken, I will never achieve enlightenment. You know, who am I to call myself enlightened? All of these things. But beyond just sort of beliefs that we hold, personal knowing is more about, sometimes it's like that stubbornness of like, no, I know this to be true, and so I will, I will fight for it. Because, again, it's such a paradox, because we came here for a unique human experience, and whilst we are all one, because we are all source consciousness having a human experience, or all living beings are source consciousness having an experience of life, we did also come here for our unique experience. And in that, you know, that, that is, there is division designed into that model, Right? uniqueness is separation right to be unique is to be different from the rest so it's very ironic that like our purpose here is to experience this unique expression of life but in experience that unique expression of life in experiencing that unique expression of life we become separate to the other when the truth is we are one and it's 
very interesting because this whole thing is like this return to realization of oneness. But then again, it's like, did we actually come here to just return to unity? Or is the first step to actually awaken to the joy of separation, right? The joy of the fact that I am no longer just swimming around in the cosmos of source energy, that I actually came here for my own specific human experience and can experience like what it is to have my own life. I'm going mega off on a tangent right now, but my mind is just like, what? Um, so it's, it's, it's a tricky one because I'm not, it's very quick for people to say that division and separation is a bad thing. And in the big picture, in terms of the fact that every process in nature and in life is returning to connection and wholeness, then yes, division and separation is not a natural state of order. However, knowing that we came here for our own unique expression of life, there is division built into that design. And perhaps the journey is to recognize the division, enjoy the fact that we were given this opportunity to have a divided experience of self, to then return to wholeness as a collective, as, a, as one, right? So understanding the nuance that division plays a role like gosh I'm even thinking about cell division right how one cell splits into two then into four then into eight in order to create one organism whoa okay wild um okay so so there's a sacredness of division it plays a function okay division is not that and there's even a sacredness of the separation it plays a function so that we can gain the awareness of self, right? Because actually, if, if you were to try to discern something that has no separation, you wouldn't be able to identify this thing because it would just be the same, right? So division plays a role. Separation plays a role in order for us to recognize that thing and sort of reach this self-actualization. But then we need to kind of draw the line, ironically, with division. Right? We are not supposed to stay separate. We are supposed to experience separation just until we can have the experience of self-actualization and transcendence of that division in order to return to wholeness, right? In order to return to that enlightened state of being at one with all things. Now, where the greatest obstacle comes in here is, okay, okay, sorry, but the timestamps were on 11.11, just as I said that. <laughs> um, where the biggest obstacle comes in here is the clinging to our personal knowing that keeps us separate. So again, that's so, so nuanced, right? Because 
It is in the division and the separation that we came to know ourselves as unique individual expressions of source consciousness having an experience of life. But we also need to let go of the separation and division in order to return to the oneness. And then who knows, after we return to the oneness, what happens then? Does it all just split off again into billions of different kisms and we go through this whole journey again? Who knows? But all I know is that we are on a return to wholeness, where division and separation plays a role, but it is not the end goal. And the obstacle here is clinging to our personal knowing that keeps us in separation. And when I say personal knowing, I don't just mean the beliefs and the patterns that run you as a person, but it is the ones that you cling to with such stubbornness because they are the ones that make you feel right. The ones that you would fight over. That is one of the biggest obstacles to awakening. And that's really hard because those are the ones that so massively define you as your unique person. So I wouldn't necessarily call this the final layer before awakening. I don't really know what the final layer before awakening is. And awakening is not this thing that you can just tick off all these boxes and be like, aha, I am awakened now. Whilst it is totally available to everyone, and like I said, enlightenment is available to everyone and it's important that everyone reaches it, right? Um, there are layers to it. And I believe that one of the big layers, and perhaps one of the, for lack of a better word, most challenging ones to shed, is that of our personal knowing. Is that skin that says, these are the beliefs that, fundamentally shape me because whilst it is important for you to have a truly defined sense of self in order to then experience self-actualization the next step is transcendence right yes you came here to figure out who you are and live your unique life but there's even a step beyond it which is to transcend even that And even then, when you get to that space of transcending that separate sense of self, and you have a felt experience of what oneness truly means, you're still meant to be here on earth, right? You're not, you didn't come here to just be up in the clouds of oneness and up in the 5D and in this ascended state. Like the whole point is to touch heaven and then bring it here into earth, right? So this experience of, or having a felt experience of oneness is like touching heaven and returning there. I'll do another episode of my experience of going back to that oneness. It was unbelievable. And what really just totally shocked me about it was how familiar it felt and how I just had this reminder of like, 
This is where you came from. This is within you. And so bring it to earth. You didn't, you're not on earth to just astral travel to heaven constantly, you know, to all these different astral planes. You came to earth to experience earth as both an earthly and a divine being. And that alchemizes in the heart space, right? So when you can transcend that self-actualization state and touch heaven and have that felt experience of oneness, right, beyond the personal knowing, beyond the separation, beyond the division that keeps us apart, keeps us away from this felt experience of oneness. When you can touch that and be in that space of familiarity that this is truly where you and all beings that share this life with you came from, there's a knowing that you will return there right after we die, perhaps. Who knows? And simply in that knowing, there is no yearning to get there anymore. Simply in that knowing that that is where you came from and that you will be returning there, you can truly remember that this is within you. It resides in your heart. For me, this is the experience of peace. And so I can be here, present in this life, without needing to reach for a state of enlightenment. It, as I said, it's not a place that you get to. It is, it is a way of being. And it's incredible because you can then go about your life doing perhaps even exactly the same things that you had done before and going to exactly the same mundane places and suddenly everything has this sparkle to it. Even the rain that you once ran away, ran away from has this magic to it. And everything just suddenly starts to be absolutely filled to the brim with wonder. That is the life that we came here for. And it is actually here right now unfolding before us. But it's just these layers that have clouded our vision. And so there is an urgency to experience and get into and anchor into an enlightened state. Right? so that you can experience the joy of this world. That is it. Becoming enlightened is not about becoming the best in the world at XYZ. It is about being able to enjoy this incredible experience of life that has been given to us as a gift. And it's so precious. We forget that. Myself included, I have taken my life for granted countless times but not anymore right not anymore so I hope that has served in some way <laughs> thank you so much for being here with me for receiving these transmissions peace and love with you always from my heart to yours thank you